Cause it's Friday. You ain't got no job. It's Friday and I'm ready to You know what time it is. It's that Friday devotional. This is Ricky Pickett, the younger brother of the Brothers of Thunder podcast. And uh, yeah, man, this is the last uh, devotional from this series, A Song of Moses. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, a double thank you if you purchased the book. I know some people have purchased the book and have given the book to other people. Um, and for that, I am so thankful um, that you've done that. And I know that God has already blessed you or he will bless you in some capacity. Um, so on that note, we're going to get started. This one is a little different, but I, you know me, um, I get in my creative bubble sometimes. So, all right, listen up. Good evening and welcome to <clears throat> Sorry about that Good evening and welcome to Christology 101 uh, No need in taking out your books We're just going to talk today If Jesus was absent from your life Could you still be a good person? If you were someone that was addicted to drugs and alcohol could you become sober apart from having a relationship with Jesus? Could you avoid cheating on your spouse, your taxes, or any test had it not been for Jesus? Would you have gotten that new house, promotion, job, or spouse had Jesus not been in your life? Would you have been compassionate enough to act on the behalf of the poor, the homeless, the abused, and the marginalized had it not been for our Savior? Would you have beaten diseases and sicknesses had it not been for Jesus' healing mercies? Now listen, before you answer quickly, just pause for a second and ask yourself this. Are sinners capable of practicing self-control? Are sinners capable of being honest? Are sinners capable of having success? Are sinners capable of being compassionate and charitable? Are sinners capable of being healed? One of atheists' biggest gripes with Christians is that they can argue this. You don't have to be a Christian in order to be a good person and live a prosperous life. If this is true, then what aspect of your Christian walk is unique to the world? Do you set any of what I just mentioned as your most identifiable, relatable, and appreciated aspects of your Christian faith? As if it was a gold standard. Do you gravitate towards teachers and teachings that highlight the areas that I previously mentioned? What aspect about Jesus causes you to burst with the most joy and sing of his praises? If your greatest joys and your Christian identity are wrapped up in those things, then what makes you any different than an atheist? What sets you apart? The supremacy of Christ and his transcendent value is seen in him being the savior of the world. He is the physical manifestation of the gospel and the only one that saves. In Paul's letter to the church of Colossae, he says, he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell 
and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Being found in him and having been reconciled to God through the blood of Jesus is what sets you apart. The gospel of Jesus Christ isn't proclaimed so that everyone would become a good person. The gospel isn't proclaimed so that the world could enter into a higher tax bracket. These aren't bad things, but they aren't supreme things. The object of our faith isn't to be worshipped just because he was a good teacher or was progressive in his ministry or that he was a healer. Jesus is worthy because he was the only one who could save you from your sins. Do you get that? If so, sing praises to the Lamb of God. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus is the Christ. Thank you. I just want to end things on a reflection and not a prayer this time. We break in tradition. And uh, that's because we're at the end of this devotional series. And um, just like in the book, A Song of Moses, sometimes if you uh, go over a certain narrative for so long, you miss or you forget um, not only what the overall theme was, uh, but you sometimes forget the, the early stages of what was discussed. Uh, so just remember that true praise and worship uh, derives from how we properly see God. Um, the theological way to say that is uh, true doxology derives from proper theology. If you can't see the transcendent nature of Jesus, then you are just shortchanging your praise. And that's the only way I can I can put it. Uh, purpose in your heart to dive into the riches, richness of, of his name, standing off his glorious death, burial and resurrection in other words, stand in awe of the gospel. The Bible says that the angels look at the gospel and they're just perplexed. Like they look at it dumbfounded. And how often do we go about our lives and the gospel of Jesus Christ is just a, mm, a blah message? Like, no, every time you should hear the gospel, either your head should explode or your heart should explode. One of those two things should happen. Um, so just remember, Jesus is the savior of the world. That's so simple, but it's so profound. That thing is what we're going to sing about for all eternity. And that's what the Song of Moses was all about. Um, thank you for listening. Um, I'm always blown away by Colossians uh, chapter one. And uh, what I used for this the particular devotional was verses 18 through 20. All right. So I catch you all later. Love you.